for the drive stop for at four. All right, Bears, it's Marcus has forsaken us. I guess it's up to me to show him how it's done, boss. The old top four at four here. We'll give the old college try. Tenth ranked Tennessee back in action tonight, preparing for another top ten matchup as number one Alabama is in town for a showdown at 7 p.m. inside Thompson Bowling Arena. I myself will be in attendance. I know you're wearing your, you got your lucky shirt I on love and everything. Shirt, man. I, I know never you get do. to wear it. It's cool. Yeah. For those of you who can't see, which is, you know, all Everyone. of you. Uh, it's, uh, how would you describe it, Bear? It's a one of the long sleeve white Nike. Looks very soft and comfortable tees. Yep. It's got uh, the state outline. The old court design. The old, the old court, court center des- logo. Yeah, the old court center that logo. That needs to come back. Just a very, it's a very simple T-shirt, simple Hashtag design, bring but, it back. but beautiful. I love that shirt. It's a cool shirt. Thank you. Vols a two-and-a-half-point favorite as we speak this afternoon on FanDuel. Carl Ravitch has the play-by-play along with Jay Bias. Alyssa Lang is here tonight. Jay how do you say his name? Have Jay. I been saying it wrong? Yeah, it's Jay Bias. It's not Belas. No, Bear, it's not Belas. Wow. Number two, the chancellor at New Mexico State expressed his confidence in athletics director Mario Mosia. We'll go with. Less than a week after the school's most high-profile sports program, the men's basketball team was shut down for what the chancellor said was a culture of bad behavior, egregious violations of the student code of conduct, and other, quote, despicable acts. So it's not good when the AD is getting the old vote of confidence. That's, uh, I've been just, I was gobsmacked at what all had been going on out there. That, you know, uh, who was the coach there last year? Huh. It's the guy at Mississippi State, Chris Jans. Wow. Was this guy a protege of his? I don't know. But he's the guy who took over, and all this stuff has apparently happened since, since Chris Jans left. Do we think that the new guy's that bad, or is it what? I, I don't, I don't a, know. Let's, I, let's the C word, Russell. Was it a culture problem under Chris Jans out there? I, I'll be honest. I've not been following this closely. Uh, Greg, is it here, Hayar? Why can't New Mexico State – first of all, just hire somebody whose name is easy to pronounce, okay? Like, that's that would be a, a good first step to clean this mess up. You, I don't know who – Mosia is your AD. Hayar is your, your coach. But, I mean, what they, they had a player kill a guy earlier this year. Like, shoot, he brought a he gun on a, a road trip and uh, shot somebody? There was, there was a player that was involved in a shooting, yes, yeah, some kind of handgun activity. And somebody died. Like, there was a, a fatal shooting. Somebody was killed. Really? You're doing that thing, and now, now I, I thought well, so. Ju- we looked it up the other day, and I'm trying to remember exactly. Like somebody, a member of the team did get shot. There was a situation, like they stopped their bus, right? If, if it wasn't at New Mexico State, it was it was out there, like in the New Mexico, one of the New Mexico or fatal shooting of a student at rival University of New Mexico in November. Surveillance video of the shooting shows New Mexico State player Mike Peak being shot at by that student, then responding by shooting the student as they ran through an apartment parking lot. This is on a road trip this happened. Wow. Uh, Peak has been suspended from school. It has not been charged in the incident. So State was going to play New Mexico. Yeah. 
Some guys just like decided to peeled out for a little drive-by. Uh, evidently, yeah. And then they had a big hazing incident, and the guy said he was basically being held down and yeah, like semi-sexually assaulted. Yeah, there's there's no semi about it. He was sexually assaulted. We had this discussion. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. So they shut down the season after that, and now they fired the coach. And I mean, other than it, that, Mrs. Lincoln, how'd you enjoy the play? Yeah. Would it shock you to learn that McClure may or may not have been part of some serious hazing incidents in his playing days yeah, as not, a varsity athlete? Not at all. Not at all. Right. And he was definitely the hazer and not the hazy. No, he was he was the he was the point and laugh guy. And he, that's he, the worst guy. He he may or, that's what I said. That's the worst guy. He may that's or may not have helped hold somebody down. He he says he's he can't comment. Oh, uh, he was a pretty yeah. He was an. Ex, it, me and John finally got him down. And he admitted to being an an accessory. That's uh, disturbing. Number three, Tiger Woods played and walked 16 holes in the Genesis Invitational Pro-Am this morning. His first public round of golf since missing the cut at last year's Open Championship at St. Andrews. I saw that. He's going to play with Justin Thomas and Rory in the first two rounds of the tournament starting tomorrow. You think they just let him pick who who he wants to play with the first two days? Well, it is his tournament, right? I mean, it's that's the one that he kind of sponsors. Yeah. I think so. I'd say he has a, a good say in it. It'll be interesting to see how he does out there. If he can, Him and Rory are tight. See if he can make it through four rounds and, and play well and everything. Cause I, think- I saw some people on social media that are there, and you know, some reporters had, had said that his gait Said he was looks, walking a lot better. He, he is walking a lot better, and his gait's more normal. He's not doing the pigeon-toed thing that he – he started doing. He says he feels good. He says it's all about his ankle. Same. Your ankle? Yeah. Huh. It gets a little tight sometimes. I have to walk it off. Good thing I'm not the greatest golfer of all time. Number four, greatest basketball player of all time is turning 60 soon, Bear. MJ. Oh. That's so, weird. This is this, this blows me away man like because i remember it seems like just yesterday he turned 50 do you remember that they made a big deal about michael jordan turning 50 i feel like that was two years ago no where does a decade go he looks like his pops now i guess pops looked when he was chloe you never think you could be as old as me and bear you're you're, how old are you 20 20. you think you could be 20 forever don't you you're gonna blink and next thing you know you'll be like mid 40s with a sore ankle but Jordan is celebrating his 60th birthday by making a $10 million donation to Make-A-Wish. Heck, yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I saw this one as well. Largest gift ever. Yep. It's the uh, organization that helps fulfill the wishes of kids who are um, dealing with, is it just cancer or is it serious uh, illnesses in Terminal general? illnesses, yeah. Serious illness. Great, great organization, a great gesture. You know who by has the never told them no? Who? John Cena. Anytime they've asked him, if, if any kids oh, asked man. to meet him. I like that, man. That that makes me really like that guy. 
like he went so far i mean it was before the russian ukraine war broke out but he uh he went all the way over to somewhere in eastern europe just showed up at this kid's house awesome they were blown away a little polish kid or something that's pretty cool he's jacked up went to the door imagine that'd be a pretty big shock even if if, unless you just don't know who this guy, you open your front door, and there's John Cena just on like 11 coming in your house. Pretty cool. That is the top four at four. It's brought to you this afternoon by our friends at Linderman Sports Medicine. They want to help you get back in the game of life without going under the knife. Whether you are just trying to get back out and doing a little walking around the neighborhood, maybe playing a little golf, tennis, something like that. Or if you want to get back to running, something like that, you've got ankle issues, you've got knee issues, hips, shoulders. The stem cell technology, it's amazing right now what they can do to actually regenerate tissue and help you avoid surgery and some of these replacements that can can go drastically wrong. Uh, Just a couple of shots instead and actually regrowing the tissue that could be deteriorating in your important joints. They do that now at Linderman Sports Medicine. It's incredible. Check out LindermanSportsMedicine.com. If you call and set up a consultation with Dr. Linderman, be sure to let him know you heard us talking about it right here on Fan Run Radio in Knoxville, and they want to help you. They've had several of the Memphis Grizzlies, other well-known athletes, utilize their services as well as just uh, mostly just regular folks like you who have been living in pain for a long time, and um, it's, it's pretty cool. We're Fortunate to be hooked up with them over at Linderman Sports Medicine. So, on that note, let's get to these phone calls, man. we got a full bank. We'll mow through them here. Go a little long this segment. Make sure everybody speaks. Start with TJ, the Kentucky fan. Good afternoon, TJ. What's up, buddy? How you doing? Doing well. How are you, sir? Not bad. I got a bourbon, got off work early. I'm off Friday. It's a good week. A little bit of Wednesday SEC basketball. What could go wrong, right? <laughs> Who do y'all play? Do you, do you really want I'll me to answer you. that, TJ? Oh, I know, I know exactly what could go wrong. We go down to Mississippi State and get our butt kicked. So they won at uh, Arkansas over the weekend. They did, and we looked good against them a few weeks ago. But obviously, Kentucky and Tennessee are kind of in the same boat, uh, flailing out a little bit early, as they would say. But there's still hope on the season. Um, you mentioned Kentucky-Tennessee-CBS game, and the one that sticks out to me, and yes, there aren't a lot of them, was the 2007 game that went into five or six overtimes. Yeah. 2007 in Lexington. Uh, Tennessee had to win it to win the East. I think uh, we had a blocked field goal there. Alona Sieber, the former central kicker, was, was y'all's kicker then, and I think there was a really fortunate blocked field goal in one of the overtimes or maybe at the end of regulation, and uh, Tennessee held on. I think there was a dramatic tackle maybe of Andre Woodson at the goal line to end it. Yeah, there was. I was actually at that game, and it was freezing cold all day long, and it just got colder. Always. Always you play up there. It's miserable weather. Hey, you know, talking about this football stuff with the – Three opponents. Now, I know the neighbor up north, Matt Jones, y'all aren't a fan of his and vice versa, but he thinks that Kentucky will end up with Tennessee, 
Vanderbilt and someone else, probably, I don't know, Florida or some random, like Missouri or so, some random team that's outside of the box. Well, this is, that's a big difference. I mean, if, if Tennessee and Vanderbilt are givens for y'all, like Florida and Missouri, that, that's a big difference in your football fortune, isn't it? It's a huge difference. And, and I think if, if I – you know, I don't think we'll see. Are they going away with divisions completely? Yes, that it that is the plan. So, if it, if it, if the three six rotating three or uh, three permanent opponents plan goes into effect, that's yeah, no divisions. So with that, the top two will be your SEC championship game, correct? Yeah, yeah, I, I guess that's the way it'll work, and then they'll have to work out all the tiebreakers because I'd say there'll be ties more often than not for those so two what spots. What you're telling me is for probably the next five years, because Texas is not where they once were, and Oklahoma is definitely not where they once were. It's we're just getting the same thing with Alabama and Georgia being in the SEC championship. Maybe, maybe I. I mean, yeah, the the cream's going to rise to the top. I mean, it, it's kind of the same. It's like our friend Josh Pate says about the college football playoff expansion. It's like, okay, you can you can have twelve teams. It's probably going to be, you know, two of Clemson, Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State playing for the championship just about every year when it when it's all said and done. Um, I still think playoff expansion is better, and I still think this is better. But uh, yeah, I mean, I would I would imagine that. Right now, if I were a, if you were a betting man and say who's going to play in the 2024 SEC championship game, the first year in the new format, you would probably say Georgia and Alabama, right? Because they've been the two most successful teams the last five years. Absolutely. And on my way out, I'll listen off here. I got to go. The uh, the kids are out here hitting baseballs and throwing them at each other. So you know how that's nice. probably going to end up if I don't get out there. Um, it can only end in tears, as my wife would say. That's right. That Crying as a kid makes you stronger or something like that. Hey, we've seen a number one or a number 16 beat a number one. It's only happened once in I don't know how many games. If they go to a 12 college football playoff format, how long, over or under five years, would it take for a 12 to beat a one? I'll let y'all go. Have a good game, guys. I'd go under. Well, that's not the the format as I understand it. The first four teams get a buy, so it would be twelve versus five. Would be that upset? Yeah, and that's not that could that could happen. Could happen I, the first year. I mean, I I guess you could get a twelve versus one. Like if the twelve beat the five, and yeah, I mean, in, in the second round, I guess that would, is the way that would work. I don't know. I'd have to. I don't think the the disparity in talent is as large between number one and number twelve in college football as it is between number a number one seed and whoever whoever whatever small schools on a sixteen. Oh no, no, not at all. That's that's not even. It's like apples and oranges. I still think it's going to be pretty big. I I I think uh, like who was number twelve this year can. I guess I can find that Penn State maybe somebody like that. Somebody with two or three losses, two losses. Yeah, I mean, obviously Penn State is going to have a better chance of knocking off Georgia in football than, I mean, it's only happened once yeah. in basketball. Clemson finished 12th in the coaches' poll. <laughs> they took that L from us. USC finished 12th in the AP. 
865-546-8200. Did we answer his question? Yes. Is that it? Yeah. How long it takes yeah, the 12 to be to one. Phil is next. Good afternoon, Phil. How you doing, Debbie? How you doing? Doing well. How are you, sir? It's pretty cool talking about Kentucky football. Yeah, man. I Good times. They get, uh, what they deserve. Play, play, they've never been done nothing in football. So what? Put, they're just like Vanderbilt. Put them in, in when the big boys get their butt kicked. I'm surprised there that Mississippi State isn't what automatically one of their permanent opponents. That's been their permanent opponent from the West these past. Ten years or so, however long since Missouri came in, right? Yeah, you're going to tell me that that's not a traditional rivalry? I guess not. It's <laughs> they milked that one for all it's worth. Well, I mean, uh, Ole Miss is uh, we played them by as much as we have uh, uh, most of these people when we played in the SEC, haven't we? Aren't they four foot um, behind uh, Vanderbilt, Kentucky, and Alabama? Them, yeah, we, we played, played them sixty six times. Yeah. We've played the other three over a hundred. Yeah. Okay. But that's beast all the other teams in the SEC, though, doesn't it? Yeah, like a lot of people, because we haven't since the, I guess the the split. They weren't one of our permanents, but they used to be one of our arch rivals every year. And we played Georgia fifty-one times, so yeah, Ole Miss would be the fourth most played SEC opponent. Mm. When did we stop playing them every year? Is that the ninety-two? I guess 91 would have been the last year. And we got a pretty good record against Ole Miss, don't we? Yeah. They were a whipping boy. Except for the Archie yeah. years. Bear wants to bring that one back. He wants. He thinks we ought to be playing Ole Miss. Always love that well, rivalry. Lane Kiffin and uh, Hop will be a, a, probably a fun ball game. Like was the, I mean, we got B, but it was a good game. I think just Lane Kiffin and anything Tennessee related is is compelling TV usually. So uh, where's Marks today? Is he uh, laying out? Why did he get blowed away Valentine? Blowed away. He drank beer. I liked beer. Still like beer. Yeah, more power to him. But uh, I don't know how in the heck is Tennessee favored tonight. I just don't see it. It's bizarre, Phil. Trying to make sense of it. But but you know what? I I, I can't bet against them either. I I see everybody go with the old emotional hedge, want to take Alabama on the money line and all this. But uh, I don't feel terribly confident about that either. I think Tennessee plays well tonight. Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm crazy. I think they come out and play well. I, I don't think we have a chance at all. When's the last time we beat a ranked Alabama team in Knoxville? You have that in front of you? <laughs> Strangely enough, I don't, Phil. But uh, to go back and look. Pull I've up been, the been a long downtime. The last time we beat them was when Avery Johnson was coaching. That's the last time Tennessee beat yeah, Alabama. Yeah, Grant Williams and Scovey, and we barely won that game because Petty had about what about thirty, and and Single Hanley almost beat us. I was glad to see him go. Petty. Yeah, he can shoot. He always played unconscious against us. It seemed like we've lost three in a row against the Tide. Beat them in Tuscaloosa in twenty twenty. This UTSports.com does not have the rankings there. Beat them in Knoxville in 2019. 
Beat him in Knoxville in 2017. That's what uh, utsports.com says. I don't remember. 69 to 68. It's a nice win. Okay. That was uh, uh, the first year of uh, their current coach down there, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. I I vaguely remember. I I feel like Tennessee hung on there, was very lucky to, to escape. Well, take a win over Alabama and we can get it. I think they're 80, they lose 82 to 70 in all-time series. Yeah, Tennessee had closed the gap there. One of only two teams to have a winning record against the Vols in uh, the SEC in basketball. But uh, I, the key to night, I, I just got to have somebody to uh, score about 30 points and go off. That's the only way they're going to be in the game. Ten threes, Phil. That's what they got to make 10 threes. I think you make 10 threes, you got a good shot. And you got to get them in foul trouble inside. Mm. If the Betty Ako kid can't go, that changes things on their end of the equation for sure. Yeah, but you got your old and combo. I don't like those hours when they're playing, do you? I don't, I don't know. I don't know who he's. It's going to be interesting to see. Yeah, what the big man rotation is tonight. It is. Man, it, it's just been – they change it every night, Phil. It's We haven't had a steady rotation, and there's no reason to expect it tonight because of the, the absences and, uh, and and all that stuff. But it, it's strange to be this point in the season, six games left, and still searching for your right lineup combinations. Yeah, and you can't afford to Ziggler getting foul trouble again. Uh, this is going to be a recurring theme, and uh... – I, I say that if uh, B.J. Edwards plays 10-plus minutes, the night will be in the game. That's your key is B.J. Yeah. I, he's that good. I mean, I, all these people uh, want to trash him and say he's no good, but uh, I think if they give him a chance. Who's trashing him? Yeah. Wait, whoa, who's trashed him? Everybody trashed Just look at the message boards. Oh, you, you're, you're a big Vol Nation guy, aren't you? Yeah. See, I, I'm not, I'm not on Vol Nation, so I, I can't speak to that one. But uh, I haven't seen any BJ hate. If uh, anything, I see more people wondering, uh, like we do, why he's not playing more. Well, there's a lot about a bunch of dummies out there doing no <laughs> basketball. You know what I mean? They're wow. football fans who think they know basketball. They really get down to it. The only people that know basketball in town are uh, me and Utah. See, well, he's right, eighty percent of the time. Yeah. Somebody also pointed out they use that same argument against Phil during football season. Like they say, Phil knows basketball pretty good, but he ought to stay on the sidelines. His football takes are horrible. You think Phil knows basketball pretty good? Uh, yeah, yeah, he does. It's a little emotion. You got to filter everything with the you know if you can get him to filter his emotions out, which kind of color all a lot of his arguments. He knows the sport of basketball, but, I mean, if you get anywhere close to, you know, like the third rail subject, like Bruce Pearl, B.J. Edwards, Barnes. 865-546-8200, your number to get on the Big Orange Phillies phone lines. Let's squeeze Martin in here ahead of the break. please. Martin, you're on the drive. It's Fan Run Radio. Good afternoon, sir. 
Good afternoon, Russell. Hey, Martin. Russell. Martin. What do you think about my Raiders going after uh, Will Levis of Kentucky? Oh, Martin, I love you. So I don't, I don't want to. I don't want to be rude, but I don't think that's a very good path for them to take. I know it, but I tell you what, Russell, you've, you're talking yourself into it, aren't you? Yes, because you know why. <laughs> why is that? You play for a bum team. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. Martin is sold. Once we get the Kentucky out of him, he'll be a good QB. And and they're saying too. That the Raiders may go after after Aaron Rodgers. Now that that just reeks. So I mean that Rodgers, the Raiders. You talk about two guys that are born to be together. That makes a lot of sense to me. Yes, and see they they said the same thing about Daniel Jones when he came out of Duke. When they took him so early in the draft, mm-hmm. and and the Giants played him. And he led the Giants to the playoffs this year. Yeah, I, that's a good example, man. I didn't think much of him for the longest time. And, man, he had a pretty good year this year, didn't he? Yes. And Dave Cutcliffe was the one that taught him. He didn't teach Levis. He taught Daniel Jones. Is um, So the Raiders are Levis. That's the buzz, Raiders and Levis? Yes. Oh. Uh, what peak do they have? It's a good question. We pull up a mock draft and take a look at that for you. It, I, I, I mean, they want these quarterbacks so badly. I don't think he's going to stay there long. What do you mean? I got to log in to, to keep reading? Are you kidding me? ESPN Plus. That's an outrage. That's an outrage. Bear, where do the Raiders pick? Uh, I'm not sure. Well, what good are you? I'm. I'm not. I mean, what do you? You, you want me? To number do seven, Marcus. You know, or up, uh, Marcus. Martin, you're number seven. You think you'll last that long? He I might. believe you will. He might. He might. I mean, you'll have some quarterback options there for sure. I would imagine. Yes. And if Tennessee's going to win that game tonight against Alabama, Mayshack's going to defend Brandon Miller. All night long and be on him so he won't score less than 14 points. Meshack uh, will certainly get some time on Brandon Miller. I think um, if Phillips can play, he's probably your best matchup just from a physical standpoint against Miller. Now, is the hip injury hurting or limiting his effectiveness? I, I don't know. They say he's going to be a game-time decision tonight, but – that's about all you got to match up with him. I mean, maybe you put Cam Wan on him a little bit. Mayshack's the best defender we got on the team. He is. Without a doubt. But he's also offensively he's challenged. He's also five inches shorter than Brandon Miller. Yes. I appreciate you, Russell. Appreciate you, buddy. Thank you. Martin has uh, talked himself into Will Levis as the Raiders' answer at quarterback. Wow. That's, that did not take long either. You wow. Can, I didn't sense a lot of conviction in his voice. But he's not. He's, he's trying, though. He's working on it. Oh, he's working on it. Like He's, yeah. uh, he's like, oh, you know, he just played for a bad team. <laughs> Once we get the Kentucky out of him, uh, we turn him into a quarterback. Ain't ever coming out, buddy. Get him to start stop eating those bananas with the peels on. 
mayonnaise in his coffee. Yeah. Get him to a couple casinos. Hey, yeah, get him get, back get like Kentucky's in his bone marrow. You ain't getting it out of him, buddy. 865-546-8200. Your number to get on the Big Orange Phillies phone lines. 546-8200. Stay with us. The drive continues after this. Fan Run Radio, the drive continues. 865-546-8200, your number to get on the Big Orange Phillies phone lines. Brian on Twitter says, heard this stat today. Tennessee basketball has beaten AP top five teams nine times in history. Eight have come under Rick Barnes. This is, this is the guy y'all want to retire. Yeah. He really can't win tonight, can he? Even if he wins tonight, the the Bashers will say, "Yeah, but you shouldn't when, have lost last two. No, they it'll be March. What's he going to do in March? Yeah. It almost doesn't matter, does it? No, that's why I find it frustrating. And then when you innocently, you know, have have talked about they've glommed on to your your willingness to allow talk about the retirement, the succession after his retirement that's when i that, that makes me itchy do what we have some people that call in a voluntary reaction some of the bashers and they'll they'll cloak it under the guise of oh i'm just talking about when he retires and what they're really saying is i'd like to fire rick barnes no i i think even the people that really want to see him gone want to see a new coach as misguided as they are I think they realized that he's not going to get first of all he's got a 25 million dollar buyout Danny White ain't stroking that check not to buy out a guy who's popular with what was everyone 84 percent of the fan base (laughs) and like and everybody and that's just the fan that's Twitter where everybody hates everything yeah and and 84 percent of those people love Rick Barnes like if you actually go over to inside those buildings, inside the the Pratt facility and everybody that comes into contact with him, like he's universally beloved. Not liked, like beloved. Like everybody loves that guy. So, yeah, you're not paying $25 million to fire him. Like that's There's no world where that's not that reality. happens. Yeah. So, but but he is 68. And, you know, we've been having the when's, how long – how much longer does he go? We've been having that conversation since before things started going poorly this year. So, I, like, I, I don't think that we can have that conversation and you just say, well, you're, we're only having that now. No, we've, we've been having that before. It might be happening a little bit more often now because people want to fantasize about, you know, where, where this next? program goes next. Not even fantasize. You're just curious to know, right? Yeah. It's going to happen eventually. What's the succession plan? What, what happens next? So, um, uh, my my only point is like if if he were to decide after this season, you know what I'm I'm good. I'm gonna go play a little golf, eat at Pete's, play with my grandkids, that kind of thing. The job has never been more attractive on the market. Like there are no blue blood jobs open, no NCAA issues. Roster is really well stocked with talent, rabid fan base. 
money flowing in, like every NBA all, level arena to play in. All the boxes are checked. Facilities are great. Like Tennessee would have their pick of the litter as far as they would be the best job available. Sure, if it were to but come it's up. still a crapshoot, even it, at that point. Yeah, th- this year, next year, whenever. Well, it's less of a crapshoot. The, the better the job is, the better a chance you have of getting getting it right. I mean, I'll, I'll concede that point, but it, it's still, I, I don't know. I'm, I was strongly approved until last week. And didn't think I'd I'd move off of that. I mean, I I, I approve, but I I'll probably in all honesty, I'm still strongly approve. He's done some head scratching stuff. I've thought this year, but well, we'll see what happens here. Uh, certainly, he's going to have to do some damage in the tournament to to get the naysayers off his back. But he doesn't care about the naysayers. This thing, yeah, that's I mean, that's the other thing about it. I, I think that's what makes him it, it makes him even matter. So. I don't know. They're a lunatic fringe part of the fan base, really, if we're being honest. Yeah, that's what makes it fun, though. You like hanging out with those guys. Uh, huh? Those same folks, like, you give it like, two years, two years. That's how long Heupel's got before those the same people that are on Barnes right now. When's he going to get it done? When's he going to? They love him now. Yeah. They love him now. Like, go down to the swamp and lose to Florida this year, which is perfect. Like, that could happen. It's Playing Florida on the road, go ten and two again. Have a little bit of great season, but oh, we already did that. It gets old after a while, right? Yeah. Oklahoma, Texas coming in the league. You lose to one of them. I never thought I would see a day when because and it's not a lot, but they're acting like Kentucky fans. Where I'd see Tennessee fans acting that bad over basketball, just like completely deluded. All right, uh, let's get Relic in here next. What's up, Relic? Russ. Relic. Long, long time no talk. Yeah, man, how you been? Uh, I've been okay, up and down. But uh, I guess my the subject of my call was your previous segment on uh, the future scheduling of the football stuff with Oklahoma and Texas coming in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm... And then there was it was thrown in. Well, what are your other three? Do you rotate those, or is Bandy a thing, or is uh, Kentucky, or who was the other one? Georgia? I don't know. Uh, but anyway, for Tennessee, it's, yeah, for Tennessee, the the most popular theory out there is that it will be Tennessee or uh, Alabama. Vanderbilt and yeah, Kentucky. I want I want Alabama every damn year. I'm sorry, and I guess my point is is I don't give free fluff about Vandy. Uh, I don't know why we're still playing those guys. Uh, Somebody's got to play. Is, huh? Somebody's got to play them. Why not their in-state rival? Well, put them somewhere in some other shit league. Whoa. What are you doing, man? What are you doing? 439 on a Wednesday afternoon. Calling and curse on my show, dude. Doing. So I think that it's a shame, Bear. What's that? I think it's a shame that Raquel Welch has passed away at the age of 84. 
It's a good long life for us. Yep. I hope I get 84. Give me, I'd take 84 right now today. Kel Welch had it going on back in the day. One of the uh, original sirens of Hollywood. Bombshell. What, what was she in? She was in, there was like some movie where oh, she's 60, on a beach and like. 64,000 BC or whatever that one was. Yeah. It was the the poster that Andy Dufresne had on his, in his jail cell, right? Yeah. Was was Raquel for a while. Yeah. One of the uh, great blonde bombshells of back in the day. She punched out. Uh, 82 years old. Punched out Stutter and John. She did. He deserved it, as I recall. I forgot her. That's right. Tawny Welch is her daughter. She's in Fantastic Voyage, One Million Years B.C. Come along and She's a bunch of those late 60s spaghetti westerns. Bandolero, 100 Rifles, Myra Breckenridge. I feel like she – was she in something here recently, some big movie? She – Played a femme fatale like old, uh, she was in an episode of Seinfeld, right? She was in the Summer of George. The Summer was of she George. Really? Yeah. Her last TV appearance was in 2017. She, she assaulted Kramer. Yeah, the Summer of George. She played herself. She apparently did a lot of voice work. So she was on American Family. Wow, she was on Spin City for, well, she was just here and there. Had a good run. Passed away today, the age of 82, at her home in Los Angeles following a brief illness. Pour one out, ladies and gents, for the great Raquel Welch. Take a quick time out. More of your phone calls coming up. If y'all could keep it clean, you knuckleheads. 865-546-8200. Your number to get on board. 546-8200. The Drive continues after this. Fan Run Radio, the drive continues. 105.7 FM, 1340 AM, streaming online this afternoon. FanRunRadio.com and your free Fan Run app. Russell Bear, your fearless leaders here through the afternoon drive edition of this Fan Run Radio experience. couple lines available for the first time this afternoon. If you want to jump in, wind up and take your shot now. 865-546-8255. Zero zero. If you want to get in, no triple J tonight. Oof. For the volunteers, hey man, had our biggest wins of the season without him. Now we've been accused of uh, attacking attacking the fan base. I saw that Big Josh emerges from his slumber and decides that and you know he's, he ain't take sleeping, a shot. he's always how working. am I taking it? This is what I love, man. This is what I love. What? Is they, you know, since the Vanderbilt game, I want to even say I've been down on this team. I've been critical. I'll be critical of the team when I feel criticism is warranted. And people say, well, you're, 
you're a hypocrite because now you're bashing on Rick Barnes after you used to make you, you make fun of those. Oh, I still make fun of them. Like I would be critical of the team because they're not playing well. Yeah. Like, and so now I'm being too hard on the coach, but also I'm carrying water for Barnes and I'm being too hard on the fans. Yeah. And we weren't we weren't attacking the fans. We were saying something about a very, very narrow, small demographic within our fan base and they know who they are absolutely and you've got um coach right now who's got a we got a tough we're in a tough spot man you're going through a tough hey kansas lost three in a row Mm -hmm. they're back in the conversation for a Mm -hmm. one seed who there's somebody else in that league is it kansas state or who, who else lost three in a row and that i was reading it this morning they've lost three in a row and couple of teams in the big 12 and and now they're they're back and and vying for a one seat yeah i mean shocker we're into the heart of the conference schedules and in, in across the country teams are going to lose games sometimes you're going to lose a couple of heartbreakers like we did it's rare but it's been known to happen you can't win all the games all the time and i know this is going to come as a shock to many in the listening audience this afternoon but just as there is no perfect football coach. And, yes, that includes Josh Heupel. I know. We all love him. He's not perfect. Mm-mm. Guess what? There's also no perfect basketball coach. Now, Tony Vitello might be the perfect baseball coach. I don't know. Like, he needs to win a, He needs to go back to Omaha and, and bring us Natty. But uh, aside from that, there, you don't see per- perfection is hard to attain. I, th- I think coach would tell you that there's some uh, um, there's some areas where he can improve. Coach Vitale, he'd be the first person to tell you there's some areas in, in which he needs to improve and get better. No such thing as the perfect basketball coach, uh. but Rick Barnes checks a lot of the boxes. Yes, the one he doesn't check postseason success in March. Granted, that's important, really important. It's a It's a big bummer, but when you look at everything else, Recruiting good players, developing players, winning games, regular season games, conference championship, conference tournament championship, check, 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 check. No players getting in trouble off the court. Selling out the arena consistently. Like, checks all the – we're just missing one right now. Just missing one. And what does it say about the status of the program, the perception of the program, the state of the program, that you can lose three games in four and still be ranked 10th? Says a lot. That's what. Oh, it 100% does. It says a lot. Rex is next. What's up, Rexy? Hey, guys. I'm excited for the game tonight. Hope we win. But uh, in lieu of the day after Valentine's Day, call in for some relationship advice. I don't know if I can do that for Tony Vitello. When he's here, he seems to know the ladies very well. But uh, so I sleep with the enemy. I'm a loyal, true Tennessee fan. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, when these Tennessee-Bama games come on, it makes the home place awkward. I know oh, I yeah, think that's Bear right. yep. has had a relationship Roll down with time. the enemy as well. Um, do you guys have any relation advice for these house divided situations here around Valentine's Day? I, well, I really don't. I mean, 
I married one and had a kid with her, with a bammer. Oh. Yeah. Half blood. Half blood. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Would you? Did you just refer to my child as a half breed? Believe it, it did. A half breed. Um. <laughs> Damn, son. I think that. Well, I'm I'm gonna have one too, Bear. I'm I'm calling for help. I'm not calling for criticism here. I'm I'm trying to get help. I told you to, to run like hell, hell the night I met you when I figured out you she wasn't you all weren't married yet. I told you to run like hell. I don't think we can say this because we're on app, but everybody knows when I say it's undefeated. What I mean. Yeah, every, everybody knows what you mean, Rex. I'm calling for help. Maybe hour. some other caller can help. <laughs> I mean, you you won the football game. You've got bragging rights right now, so I think you get to lay the ground rules. That's the way it works in my book. That's true. That's true. I mean, so, she should be making yeah. you dinner tonight. Tennessee's on top right now. You should be yeah, watching the basketball sure. game yeah. on the couch, and she should be bringing you like a five-star That's feast. A real romantic uh, post-Valentine's Day treat, Rex. You just say, listen here, hon. Listen up, kitten. We, uh, uh, by virtue of our football dominance previously established, as so ordered by the drive, you are to prepare me a five-course feast and then watch your disgrace of a team go down in flames as I laugh maniacally. <laughs> she will say, have you been talking to Bear yet? And you, yeah, you say Yeah, that. yeah. Bear and Ross, yeah. The guy's on the drive. But, well, I hope. I hope we win tonight, guys. Go Vols. I mean, she at least should be wearing, like, a Tennessee shirt tonight. Yeah. That's a tough spot, watching the game with your Bama wife, fiancé, girlfriend, whatever. I don't know what the status of Rex's relationship is. I think they are – I'm not sure. I know they're Sound not like married. it's in the early stages. Still plenty of time for him to get out of it. She's a very, very sweet person. I've he outkicked, outkicked his coverage, that's for in- sure. Incredibly far for yeah. rex i mean you talk to rex he's not he's, yeah not exactly coverage team struggles to tackle as it is he has frequent a little, little leaky in the fits and uh, ticks and verbalizations stay with us hour number three of the program coming up so I'll cobble together a top five five really tough not having marcus here he has one job he sometimes does it's okay i'll do it Don't worry, I got this. Stay with us. Hour number three of The Drive coming up next right here on Fan Run Radio.